dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce and I don't know how we're going to contain him tonight after a massive round 15 uh, from the Sauce. He went perfect four from four, which we'll speak about in the review, Sauce, but uh, amazing stuff from you. Uh, really stock standard. It's not that amazing. Don't be surprised. <laughs> I feel like uh, Sydney just walking into the rooms after the West Coast win and just being like, boys, that's what we do. That's what we do when I'm we gonna do what we to, do. I'm going to have to sit through this <laughs> shit all, all day. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's great that you had a win. and uh, Had more, uh, than, more than a win. <laughs> it's all good. The buy rounds are now over, which a lot of fans will be happy about. And uh, did it happen? Did the did a team coming off the buy end up having a win or no? Nope. In continued. the whole in the whole month of continued, footy. Continued. Oh, there's not the buy rounds done over. We've got one more one more uh, this round here will be the, the last round. round with the effects of the buy. So some interesting things coming in there. Uh, but it'll be really quite quite interesting coming into uh, when we get into the bet slip because I think there is a couple of danger games for teams, not just based off the buy, but um, some of those stats that, you know, now are publicized all over Twitter and that we we've talked yeah, about that definitely. for the last three weeks. Yeah, so if um, teams do come off the bye and they don't win this week, uh, there'll be a big revamp. And I think there's going to be a big revamp anyway with the bye rounds in next year, maybe uh, limiting it only to two. I actually didn't mind it back in the day when it was uh, just the one round. Everyone had it off and then all all teams went away uh, or they could split it in half and make sure teams are best they can playing a bye team the week after so you don't have this stat hanging over the head. I don't know if I don't know which model I like. I, I hated the model of one team missing every week. I hated that. Uh, you know, when back when they was you know the well, um, when we had what seventeen, we clubs. had uneven league, uneven there. I hated that. Uh, I don't like the idea of two teams missing, which you see in some social basketball or footy fixtures. I actually didn't mind the the rolling by. I would like it to be done over two rounds, not yeah, two rounds, five. Yeah. Um, but I also don't. Um, I mean, I don't love the idea of a, a mid season break and just missing missing a, a week of football. I, I hate that. Yeah. So you you're all for the for the two then. Uh, the the other thing we need to speak about there were some big results in round fifteen, and one of the biggest results and the biggest story of the week was Sydney uh, just owning West Coast. It's 205 to 34. And there was some, I don't know, or I can't say defensive structures because there was nothing really in place. No chasing, no tackling. Uh, and it was just an embarrassment of a day for West Coast Eagles and West Coast Eagles supporters at the SCG. So much had, had come out of this. Uh, it's the first time, you know, a side had cracked 200 points since 2011 with obviously, you know, Geelong taking on uh, Melbourne a long time ago. And that sort of kick-started more of a, a narrative about Geelong than it did about Melbourne. And this here is... Was, it, was that a Melbourne-Richmond? Uh, Richmond, sorry. Richmond, Richmond sorry. Um, but this is, this is huge because... Some of the footage that come out of this game, I mean, there's one that, you know, is going around, um, you know, Instagram and TikTok of Nick Blakey having seven or eight bounces, more bounces than 50 other players in the AFL at the moment, going from the length of the ground. But then when he gets into that forward 50, he literally stops and walks into a goal. And, you know, there were there were six players that didn't lay a tackle. I think we said there were, there were four players that had one tackle or, or more. Uh, sorry, one tackle or less. Uh, there were seven premiership players out there. And the effort... It just wasn't there. And then people are continually calling for the coach and, and for, for people to do something. But I don't know if a change of coach, one, is going to happen. I don't think it is going to happen because of the oh, the financial structures that West Coast can. have done there. But I don't know if that fixes the problem. You know, there's effort. There's a, there's a lack of talent in there. They've obviously been hit by injuries. But oh, 
on the weekend they had seven premiership players and then they had Andrew Gaff as well who was a big part of that premiership team not playing on the day obviously with the suspension but if you've got seven premiership players in your lineup and you're dishing up you know 34 points and you're not tackling you you've got how many players do we say in the pre-show seven players that didn't lay a tackle like it, it is it's pretty disgusting um and just watching that it, it wasn't enjoyable to watch i imagine for sydney swan supporters it, it wouldn't have been that enjoyable their source because you're just you know watching goal after goal and just the the west coast players not not chasing and it was very evident and very obvious and you know, like it's this sounds horrible, but when you when you're watching a team thump another team, there's normally little stories that you're looking for in there, like oh, like you know Taylor Walker's going to kick ten, like that, that's good to watch. And, but in this there, there was no real story that you're building to. Like Isaac Isaac Heaney had five, but they all sort of just shared the pill around, and it, but it was there was no effort. It was it was horrible to watch. Um, and you know, and speaking of horrible to watch, you know the West Coast supporters, and there's a group of you know dedicated supporters that are trying to boycott this week, uh, and they're actually if it put a you know an announcement out to a lot of their socials and that the West Coast supporters not to go into their seats during the first quarter to try and take a stand against the club and tell them to do something. But, I mean, I don't know what they can do, Pez. They've messed up the last couple of years, whether they've been, you know... Well, most of it's their fault with list management and, and what they've been doing, maybe holding on for players too long, not trading players away and getting draft picks uh, back. But they're calling, or a lot of people are calling for West Coast to have a priority pick. And I just think... They they probably deserve it in the in the area they're in now, but isn't it? Didn't they do it to themselves? They won a premiership five years ago in two thousand eighteen, and there's clubs that haven't ever won a premiership in their history, and there's there's clubs that have won very minimal premierships. So uh, if you do it to yourself, if you give them a priority pick, that just opens the door for all clubs to just go. You know what? We'll throw everything out. We'll be really poor for two or three years, and we'll get a couple of priority picks. And then we'll be able to compete at the, at the top end. I don't think it sets a good precedent. Uh, but I don't know if pro- yeah, I don't think the priority pick's the way to do it. I don't know. They need more help than a priority pick. It's you know it comes from the from the top. They need to work out what they were doing. You know there, there was talks at the start of last year. We we spoke on the podcast about them them definitely being a, a rebuild phase. But they were they had a lot of players that they extended. They they extended their coach for five years. Like there, there's a range of things that have been made from the from the board there that really um, haven't been pointing towards a rebuild. And sometimes you just got to swallow the pill and go, right, we won a premiership, you know what? But it, our time's done. Success the window's done. closed. You look at Hawthorne at the moment, they, they swallowed that pill you know, a little while ago and their team is, they've gone to the draft, they've traded players out probably just before their, their end of their careers and it means that they you know, unsociable football as Hawthorne's been described, but it means that those club legends are going playing somewhere else. They're making marks at other clubs, but they got picks back, they got draft capital back, they got younger players. And West Coast, you know, this is going to be a long rebuild because they're going to have to basically wipe that whole list, similar to what North did a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, they're filling holes with uh, players that, you know, aren't in best 23s at other other clubs and they're just, you know, signing them in the off-season and things like that. But it's just really poor. How are you going to convince an 18-year-old kid to go over there, but not only to go over there because you can draft him, but how's he not going to leave after two years? It's, I imagine, an absolutely miserable place to be. You, you rock up to work during the week and and what do you do? Especially like, with the precedent that Horn Francis has sort of set there that you can sook your way out. You can just like, leave. And if you're a Melbourne kid going over there, you you know, bide your time and just basically tell them straight out, I'm not signing, I'm not signing, I'm not signing, which we've seen in the past, those interstate sides, sometimes they they sort of opt for local talent and local local kids. And, so they might need and, to... And, and that, that, but that, 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 that puts a, a huge strain on, on the rest of the league moving forward that if they're starting to pick and choose where, where they're going to go to, like... It, it, 
turns into things like the NBA where players have the majority control yeah, do of not draft me. everything. Yeah. Don't I'll, draft me. I'm I will not, not play. I am injured for the next two years if you draft me. I'll sit out for a year and then I'll, and then I'll go here. Go back to Nathan Buckley, eh? <laughs> the, the, other, the other big game uh, of the round was Collingwood versus Adelaide. And it, Adelaide started the game off really well. Source Collingwood worked their way into it. And Collingwood were up by, I think, five or six goals at one stage. And Adelaide only had one goal to half time. And then Adelaide came out in that third quarter and in, including a goal at the end of the second, kicked seven or eight in a row. And they just looked absolutely unstoppable. They got a 13-point lead. And then Collingwood, it was an amazing last quarter to watch. There were different free kicks and, and, and different things. But uh, Collingwood walked away with the win again and moved to top of the ladder after every team has played 14 games. Yeah, Adelaide, you know, really, really impressive. You know, you talk about moral victories and, you know, last time they played against Collingwood, it was a, you know, it was a shocking loss and a heartfelt loss. This this almost was a, you know, just as heart heartbreaking because, you know, Dawson and Taylor Walker were absolutely pushing, trying to get their team over the line. They had dominant um, trends in the game that they just couldn't capitalise on. But again, Collingwood, you know, escape a, a close game and, you know, if they can turn that into to, to quality football in finals, then they're going to be really dangerous. And that sounds so stupid, Pez. But last year we had so many questions about, you know, the, can they do it in finals? Can they do it in finals? But they continually are doing it now. It's a three-year trend where they're just winning all those close games. But Adelaide, very impressive at the MCG, which a lot of interstate clubs uh, struggle with. Yeah. And the biggest thing we speak about when Collingwood come on board is Twitter source. And <laughs> what I've had to do is I've had to uh, actually mute a couple of things on Twitter because last week it was 21 free kicks to Collingwood. And 12 to Adelaide. And as long-time listeners would know, this is one of my biggest pet hates, is when people on Twitter, no idea about football, just go on, oh, you guys had uh, nine more free kicks, so you guys were, were, you know, the umpires were biased against our team. And it's like, you have to actually pull up every single free kick, where it was, what, what it was doing. The free kick count doesn't mean a thing. No, it doesn't. And Adelaide obviously were under the, the free kick count, but... If you look at, or the average free kick count, if you look at, as you said, it's it's free kicks, when, when you're talking about free kicks, you have to look at what the effect is on the game. So you're looking at momentum in the game. Has the free kick stopped the momentum from carrying on? Has it been consistent with scoring goals? So if you look at, you know, like Cody Waitman early in the year was getting a lot of free kicks that would result in goals. They're really pivotal. Like they're almost worth two or three on there as well. So Yeah, especially if it wasn't meant to be a free kick. Exactly The, right. the other thing you talk about with that, if a player gets caught holding the ball and the ball spills out. Yeah. And that, that team that got the free kick pick up the ball and its advantage, mm-hmm. they would have got the ball anyway. Yeah. So I don't think that should even count on that free kick count. Like the free kicks just shouldn't go up there. I mean, the umpire probably shouldn't blow the whistle. That, should that, just that never going. happens anyway, Pez. Normally when you get any sort of tackle and you've got the ball, you just drop the pill and it's, it's a fair game. Oh, yeah. You can then dive on it again and it's, you, know, you get seven or eight cracks at it. But we know that in these days. But there's so much bias and there's so much back and forth. And the, the Collingwood fans on Twitter are very... Uh, very passionate, and uh, a lot of them are very airheadish. Rocks in their head, have oh, no Jesus. idea what's going on. The other, the other issue was um, Mason Cox, and he's he's just Americanism is usually a, a, an issue because he'll kick a goal from you know a free kick, and he, he's kicked a thirty-five meter goal, and he'll think he's an absolute hero, and he, he got into an eight gamer, and then uh, Bo Keys comes up and rips his goggles off their source and his goggles are are there to protect his eyes and for Cox not to be able to see so a thousand dollar fine Ben Keyes is thrown with uh 
I love it. Do you, you think it's enough? Oh, I love it. It wouldn't have mattered because he's going into that rooms and every single bloke is putting into their pockets for him stand, standing up for, for, for a young kid. That, that, is, that is one of the things that's going to make Adelaide exciting coming up because their culture there has really shifted from what it was when they went through all those, you know, those, uh, those concentration camps, basically, that they were pulling out there. That's fantastic. I love that. And Mason Cox. I mean, we, we don't mind seeing that sort of, you know, that American, that arrogance, that attitude, the you know, demeanour coming into our game a little bit. But also pick your battles. Like, no one wants to see that go on against an eight-gamer. Very different to American sport where the rookie's been, you know, an eight-game rookie is already being touted as one of the, the, the five best in, you know, his team. Not on from Mason Cox, but, yeah, Ben Keys love it. And I'll be Bo Keys love it. Oh, I think he should have just got into him. Maybe maybe leave the eyes around nah. because the eyes... Pull, oh. pull them off. The eyes can cause a little bit of little bit of damage, and he's obviously wearing them well, for don't a be reason. A there, sauce. <laughs> don't be a cockhead, because uh, he just when you're watching him, he's so awkward. Collingwood fans absolutely love him and think that he has a big influence in the ruck and things. I think I don't know how. I, I think he's still a, a detriment to their team, and they could put uh, someone else in, even like a Billy Frampton, and their team could be a lot better. But uh, we'll, we'll move on to to bigger and better things. Bigger and better things. You, you're talking about my uh, bet slip. No, we could be. We definitely are. It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. What are, we, what are we talking about here? Oh, we're just talking about wins, Pez. I might let you get out of the, all your shitty bets out of the way first. I shouldn't say that, actually. Yeah. You're up for the season. Yeah, Getting into true. our bet review, Pez, it's, it's, uh, there's a bit to talk about. Yeah, round 15. So I started St Kilda, Brisbane. I had a, a four-legger in this one. Went to the game, was uh, very interested in it. Darcy Wilmot to get 15 plus, he got 16. Hugh McCluggage to get 20, that's what he got. Jack Sinclair to get 20 plus, that was done nice and early. And then I had Coleman. To get 15 plus and uh, looking at the the stats the last three weeks he hasn't taken any kickings so Connor McKenna and Darcy Wilmot were the ones taking the kickings but being live at the game and having a player in disposals you want them to be on, on the boundary line you know when they're kicking out from from goal Coleman standing in the center of the 50 around three other players like not anywhere near it he had a couple of one twos no good, got the bonus bet out, had to put it out later in the week. The second one I put out on Twitter because I didn't have any bets last week in the, in the pod uh, confirmed source, so I had to confirm all on Twitter at Behind the Bound. Collingwood Adelaide under 168.5, which was looking amazing in the first half and then had right. to sweat it out at the end, but uh, that got up with the two units there. And I also had Gold Coast 139, and I, I liked that because I saw Hawthorne play live the other week. Hawthorne started 18-0. to zero. And then Hawthorne just couldn't score after that and Gold Coast came out and dominated. But because I was watching the game and in that third quarter, Gold Coast went about 30, 32 points up and I was like, oh, I've got to start looking at it here. I opened the thing. It was um, minus got minus 36 and a half. So I was going to try middle and then I couldn't because the line jumped up to minus 40 and a half. So I had to put two units out on that at $1.95 to have a minimal loss there. And uh, I had my multi of the under 167 in the Collingwood game and the Gold Coast 1 to 39, which didn't get up. So my bonus from the Friday night. So after all that, seven uh, units staked, 0.66 profit. Still profit. Profit. I'll, I'll take it and walk, walk away with it. So for the year, I've made 16.68 units after 15 rounds, so a little bit over one unit around, uh, and yeah, 15% ROI. Well, I mean, that's incredible, Pez, when you look at it, like, you know, escaping with a potential loss in that one, using the smart move to try and middle, you know, you were a bit unlucky that you couldn't actually get the middle, but still walking away with profit, you know, we, we talk all the time about the live 
uh, live betting and how how crucial it is to be aware of it and how you can make money and and, and, and swallow your sword a little bit when you're like, hey, shit, this is not going to win and uh, my, my information was wrong, boom, made smart move and, and 16 units this this type of a part in the season is great. You're not chasing, you're set here, just continue doing that and you'll sit down about 23 units for the year but we know you're going to do more than that. Oh, we'll, we'll see how we go but um, you did uh, my... Units for the year, nearly in nearly in one round, your source. Yeah, not bad. No, just <laughs> just a little uh, free st- a free hit at the stumps there, Pez. I had a great round. Uh, we spoke last week about looking ahead, and I was saying I didn't like a lot of the value in in the disposals and the matchups, and I was just going to stick with. Uh, you know, a trend that I've been looking at, teams coming off the buy round and uh, continued to dominate. It started off with the, the Geelong game. A little bit of a sweat this one. I thought early on it was going to pay up at half time. I had two units at uh, $2 for in blue bet. It was actually a good game of footy. It was a great game of footy. Um, and, and then the weather came down. I thought, shit, I, I am in trouble here. The third quarter, Melbourne looked like a, the best wet weather team in the business. And then in the fourth quarter, they were just... Nowhere to be seen, and Geelong took over. Well, Ge- you know, Geelong in that one, we're, we're, we're trying to be too cute in the third quarter, and then they just end up just banging it down the line. They got a couple of great goals. You know, you look at uh, uh, Tanner Bruin, he, he got, got got away from that injection into the midfield was good. But let's get back to the, the main thing about me winning, Pez, because yep, that was a win. That was an absolute win, two units there. And uh, I said, I messaged to you, I'm like, one out of one. I just need one more bet here, and I've covered my whole round. St. Kilda, Brisbane, that paid out at half time, Pez. I was loving the value Easy. of $1.95. So, boom, win, win. I'll keep the trend going. Fremantle Essendon, another one that paid out. I was three for three, Pez. Three for three. You know, I sound like that old uh, that old Essendon ad. <laughs> oh, free for free. Um, and absolutely dominating. Already uh, three units up. Uh, no, sorry. Already six units up with only three bets in there. And I said to you, I was uh, talking a bit of, put a cheek online. Talking a bit of cheek. Yeah, might, the messages. A, might, just, uh, might just leave it here. Perfect ground. <laughs> but you... You risked it because you saw something you liked on the on the Sunday other. I went back to the well, Pez, and I went through our uh, some of our our boys that we've been we've been backing in left, right, and centre. At Jawson, uh, Jawson, Jordan yeah, Dawson, the uh, the mayor of Adelaide, the the prime minister there, the got the keys of the city. I had him for over twenty eight and a half. That hey, absolutely it, collected. If he if he got that high free kick at the end, which the AFL oh. came out and said and kicked the winning goal. He would have he would have owned more than just Adelaide. He would own South Australia. He would own Collingwood, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had him for over twenty eight and a half. I had Rory Laird, and I was a little bit worried, Pez. I took four or five times to make this bet because I last time in, in the year when I went over for, for Rory Laird, I hit the wrong uh, wrong Rory. You know, went for Rory Sloan. <laughs> so got the right dude this time at thirty and a half. And uh, our man uh, Keys, who we mentioned earlier, we've loved him from uh, well two or three years ago when he started to get into that midfield. We had a, we had a month break off him. Because he was playing the forward tagging role, and I mean, they put him you, back in there five games straight. Nah, five games straight that he's been in there. Uh, five seventy-five two-unit uh, winner, winner pairs, which was huge. Which means for the unit for the for the round eight units of stake, just a measly eight units, just just a little you know stock standard ran, and then fourteen point eight two profit. Units returned an ROI of 185.25, which is huge. That's juicy. But you know what, Pez? It's just stock standard for source because every single week I do this uh, for the year, staked uh, 116 units and returned a huge profit of 45 units, Pez, an ROI of 38. And, uh, you know, looking back what what we did last year, I mean, what did we do last year? Uh, Together it's 120 units. 120 units. I'm a quarter of the way there, Pez. I'm yep. a third of the way there, sorry. Uh, and, you know, last year I, got, I think I got I got 60 units. You got 60 units. 
Oh. Uh, the numbers were I was up seventy seven units and you were up forty three units, which so is I'm, an amazing. I'm season. too off, too off what I was there for, from you're, last. You're beating week. your your season last year, which is Absolutely which is really good. dominating. But again, no surprise, Pez, because it's five years we've been doing this and five years of profit, forty five units at the at the round fifteen, huge, absolutely yeah. massive, amazing. And uh, for those listening to the pod, we know that we also don't, uh, you know, as a punter. You're not going to win 100% of your bets, unless you're sourcing round 15, of course. But you, we, put the, we put the bets out there. We know all our bets don't go out on TikTok all the time source due to some time restraints and things like that because we need a like, need a full-time person to be jumping around and doing that. The intern's doing all right at the moment. So uh, we'll continue to grow at Behind the Bound, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all of those. And uh, keep listening to the pod and, and give, uh, give the source a review. Give give the source a review. I, mean, I was behind the behind sources boundary is what we're we're looking to rename it after that round. It was a massive. Uh, round. You actually messaged me earlier in the week <laughs> that I'm uh, I'm in danger. I'm, I'm going to get replaced. I've, I've got some candidates on TikTok. <laughs> I've seen that are out there. I just don't know if uh, <laughs> I don't know if the sound quality would be too good. Bears. You've got some candidates on TikTok. You've also got your uh, missus who's jumped into the, <laughs> the same game multis, and you sent me a couple of screenshots on the weekend. She's uh. She's travelling a little bit better than oh, me by the looks of things. Mate, it's so funny. Just just, just a little bit of a story time, Pez. My, my missus, uh, I've been sort of sharing how I've been going in the podcast and she gets really angry that we just, she's like, what do you mean? You just push a couple of buttons and a boy runs around and gets the ball and you make money and she, and she hates it. She hates it. So she's been, oh, I can do the same. I can, And she's trying to prove to me that there's no um, there's no merit in it. There's no it's research in it. It's just you can easy. Do whatever you want. So literally we're sitting there and she's watching the, the boys, you know, as she calls them, the footy boys warm up. And she's like, I think the purple team will win. It'll be over I don't know, 140 or 150 or whatever she said. What, she just chooses a just random chooses number? Just chooses a random number. And she, then, is she familiar with teams? Obviously not if she's no, saying purple. Oh, she the, says purple team. She can commentate actually. She can say Someone purple teams. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, and number five, I like his haircut. He, he can kick a goal. So she... Yeah, her luck, she's picked Lockie Schultz, and he's kicked a goal. <laughs> he's forward. At anyway, least. The, the next day we're at the pub watching uh, Collingwood, and and she actually is a Collingwood supporter, and she's trying to get into it, and she's like, I think Collingwood will win, and I think that uh, that goggle that goggle American guy, he'll he'll kick a couple goals. And she boom, did in the last quarter. Boom, and, and, and <laughs> kicked it. So she's two for two, and she's like, see, any any Tom, Dick, and Harry can do this. And I'm like, fuck, oh, Jesus. But uh, it, you know, it's, it's it's I mean, it's just because she's she's you know. Shacking with sauce and uh, my uh, luck <laughs> coming off. Be, to it. <laughs> you must be talking in your sleep about what you're thinking about with all the stats in your spreadsheet. And things the like old that. sleep talking. Uh, Jordan Dawson over twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you got a blanket on over the uh, over the hips there because that's a bit dangerous. Jesus. <laughs> the fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now Bex with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on on Maxie. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, I said... And just to confirm, when uh, when the blanket does go over down below, that the size of the bet is not small. The size of the bet is very, very uh, average size. And what do you got? <laughs> ten man tent? Hey, ten man, two man, what tent? Four man tent? Yeah, you going camping? Going all right. Going all right. right. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, <laughs> who's, who's not going all right? We are we are here on a Tuesday, source actually, yeah. um, because uh, we've got a little uh, 
little getaway. So our media manager, media manager, and our uh, social media apprentice, and, and Pez are going away for a little holiday. Yeah, so uh, must be nice. We won't be here uh, tomorrow, so that won't be uh, with your winnings. You must just be going. Just won't be too good. So there's not a lot out on a Tuesday. So we'll speak to to what we know, and uh, we'll go from there. Sulu takes a special and goes bang. Yeah. This is where I'm just going to double check. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I'm just going to double check Sportsbet because it wasn't there when I looked at it earlier. Yeah. Because I'm assuming they're going to bring out the same game multis for Thursday and Friday. So nothing yet. So, But they still are running the same game uh, tokens for, for limited accounts. But uh, yep. I can't... The other thing won't be long until we're both banned from from that. No, the, the other thing we've got is Blue Bet, the twelve up special, which uh, I'm surprised you haven't got the, uh, the old email of death because I uh, tap on the shoulder saying, "Hey, stop uh, using our promotions there." So you used three of them. Last I've been week. putting. I've been just to, to monitor that. I've been putting a cheeky uh, five dollar, ten dollar horse just out there. I know nothing about horses, just to ensure that I get a couple You're of doing horses a, there. A doing a bit. mug bet. Yep. yep. All right, uh, to try and keep your account for as long as you can. So yeah. Bluebet have 12-up special for all games this week. We've got Ladbrokes who have one per day on the three-plus leg same game multi with one bonus back. But just make sure you double-check and triple-check on Thursday before the first game because others are bound to come out. We hope that Tab still have their uh, every game three-plus leg same game multi as well. Now we'll speak about our, the games in this source. We've got nine to get through and we'll speak about uh, different things that we're liking in there. And if you want to lock in a bet this early, you can. Uh, if not, you just speak about what we might be doing later in the week when we will finalise that on Twitter. Yeah, of course. All right, we're on to the Thursday night game. Brisbane taking on Richmond. Uh, the Lions coming in favourites at a hot dollar thirty-seven at the Gabba. 3.11 outsiders. Richmond minus 19.5 is the line. Over under 173.5. Pez, uh, Brisbane keep their things rolling, I think, against the Richmond here. Richmond, Richmond have uh, in, been improved the last couple of weeks, but uh, Brisbane too strong at home. Yeah, we you'd imagine so. Uh, Brisbane have uh, undefeated up there at the Gabba. They've taken uh, some big scalps in Melbourne and, and Collingwood as well. So you, you think that trend's going to continue to go. Uh, Brisbane on Thursday had a good win on uh, Friday night at, at Marvel, which uh, you jumped all over last week, Sauce, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were on the Saints. So that was a really, really good one. I'm thinking that the, the Lions midfield will uh, continue to dominate against Richmond. So I've marked down a couple of names. I've got McCluggage and Neil. Uh, at the moment, because there's no disposal markets over-unders out, McCluggage's line is 20 well, he's twenty plus line, $1.29. And Neil, 25 plus. It was $1.25 when I wrote it down. Just looked at it. Down to $1.19. So we're thinking that his over-under is going to be around 30, 31 and a half, which... Might not be too bad to have a go at. And McCluggage's line, I'm hoping it's going to be around 21 and a half, high as 22 and a half. Any higher than that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch it at 23 and a half or over. Uh, but we'll see what I can come up with and, and put up with there. The other player I really like to bet on is Will Ashcroft. And he's so inconsistent in terms of when he goes about. I, I might even leave him off this week because... I've noticed he spends a lot of time on the bench and he spent the first seven minutes of the game last week on the bench as well. So when he's off for that long, there's not as much opportunity, obviously, to get those disposals up. Yeah, I reckon with the, with that one, the Will Ashcroft one, obviously a uh, first-year player. They're, they're trying to start to – we normally see that fatigue towards the end of the year. Yeah. They're trying to manage him knowing that he's going to play a pivotal role in September. So, yeah, we're a bit weary with, with Ashcroft moving forward. So uh, you just look at the, the over-under disposals? No, I'm, I'm going to put something together and I, I – don't love the one to thirty nine, but I don't want just forty plus. So I'm going to put like a on lads or neds. 
uh, alternate line multi where Brisbane win by, I don't know, 12 to to 58, something like that, where yep. I can get around $2. So I'm going to, you know, make it a little bit different there. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving what you're talking about with Richmond. They they give away the trends that they're saying with them. They just give away the possessions uh, to the main midfielders for the opposing side. They give away the fifth most disposals, as it is to our oppositions. Um, and the trend, as you said, is sort of leading towards those medium sort of defenders uh, and those main mids. So... Uh, I'm not putting it out yet though because I'm waiting for Sportsbet to have a, their special out and I'll probably jump on that for three legs and a bit of insurance. But I really like Lockie Neal. Um, you know, he's averaging 28 for, for the for the season uh, and Richmond give away uh, on average plus three disposals to those sort of players, those main midfielders as well as those defenders. So him to get 30 plus is $1.90. I might even look at the, the, the 35 plus at $2.90. Uh, last year he had 39 against them and 31 uh, the year before. So him against the Tigers, he gets a lot of the pill uh, and the same thing with uh, Dunkley so Dunkley averaging for the year about uh, I think it's 26 uh, for him to get 25 is $1.41 so I love the value of that one last year for the doggies he had 37 so yeah. those trends sort of continue and just a note on those two players as well they spend the majority of time at 80 plus percent at center bounce attendances as well yeah and, and, and then that's one of the other things that you're looking for so for him to get 30 you're looking at 235 so I might have a couple of single players on those two players um, but I definitely will include them with my multi uh, and the other person I'm going to target is um, Connor McKenna so you said last week uh, you were a little bit uh, 50-50 with him because he does some weird things when taking uh, the pill out about like you know, taking the kick-ins it's consistent like he lost he lost kicking duties the other month he's got it back but he took four kick-ins on Friday night and he only played on one set of source. Only once. And he's done that throughout the season where he's taken multiple and hasn't played on every single time. It's it's so interesting because it seems like Brisbane are trying to work out who their main kick-in person is now that Rich aren't there. Or they're targeting different things for, for different situations. You know, Richard obviously had a quite a, a quite a good kick on him as well as a long kick. McKenna, not so much though, but he is an accurate kick off, you know, off, off a mark and not on the run. So When they need to go long, I think they're moving towards Darcy Wilmot in the last few weeks as well. He's a, he's a very good field kick as well. Which can make it really challenging for better. So be aware of that when you're looking at uh, those defenders. But yeah, I'm going to target probably Connor McKenna. Uh, the last two weeks, he's gone over his average. Um, they're spiked up to about 18 the last two weeks with that um, sort of growing role. Um, and he's sitting at $1. thirty-six at the moment for 15 touches or more. So, so th- Sorry, for 20 touches or more. So that's quite good, actually, uh, which which I like that. So I'm going to use that to anchor a couple of my multis. It's not 20 disposals, sorry. It's 15 disposals. 15, so. I was going to, yeah. So Connor McKenna for, for 15 disposals, sitting at thirty-six, which is great considering his role's changed. He's three over his average already. Richmond give up an extra three disposals to those sorts of players. So you'd look at him at thirty-six to and anchor a lot of your multis. Connor McKenna, he loves to kick it. He doesn't want to... Give the little handball to Coleman on on the weekend on Friday night when he when he was right there. He just he just likes to kick at the little Irishman. So uh, yeah, we'll go from there. That'll be Brisbane Richmond. We move on to Friday night where the Swans take on the Cats. They do. This will be a big clash. Uh, both teams uh, finding some form. Uh, you know, Sydney obviously with their their training session extended. So uh, two dollar four outsiders are the Swans. Not too often that happens at the SCG. A dollar eighty one is Geelong as the favourites. Minus three and a half is the line. Over under one sixty six and a half. Uh, this game obviously these two playing teams played earlier in the year. Geelong got their their um, season started against uh, Sydney with their first win. But Sydney finding some form last week against uh, some some yellow and blue cones. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how this one um, fares out. Yeah, coming off a 171-point win to not be favourites the next week that's against crazy. Geelong uh, is is amazing, but that's who we've got in the competition at the moment in the Eagles. But Geelong had a really good win last week. They lost Jeremy Cameron to a really big 
shoulder from Gary Rowan. So we, we assume he's going to miss under, under concussion protocols uh, this week. So their forward line will be a little bit different, which uh, might suit them or I'm hoping might cause them to, to kick a lot of behinds on, on Friday night. So there's, there's a couple of things I want to check a little bit closer to Friday before I lock this in here, Source. So I want to check weather. Uh, but I do like that it's at the SCG. I do expect Geelong to win the game. So uh, I've got to see the teams to see if I want to put anything on Geelong later in the week, maybe with the Blue Bet special if they sit around that $1.86 still. But the player I'm liking from Sydney's defence is Nick Blakey. 20 plus is $1.71. The lines aren't out for over-unders, but if he sits at 21.5 or below where he has to get 21, 22, any, anything like that, that might be a single for me as well. Uh, if, it, if it goes out 22 and a half, might be a little bit too high against the Cats. Uh, but anything 22 or below for Nick Blakey, that's the player I'm going to jump on. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Geelong leading the league in inside 50s and pretty high up there as well of shots per game. So uh, they, they're not a team that generally has a, has a random sort of ping. They do try to work it in there. But if the weather fares and you know having set shots at the SCG can be proven difficult for, for, for other players in the past. Uh, I, I would be targeting in this game, and again, I'm not going to put out a bet just yet because it's so early in the week. I'd be sort of be targeting those sort of medium sort of defenders. Uh, Sydney allow those medium defenders and those key defenders who run through the mid to get a lot more of the pill. They average, uh, those sort of players average four or more disposals. So I'd be looking at uh, Tommy Stewart for 20 disposals. He missed last week, first time in a long time. So he's sitting at $1.31. So you love that sort of market, playing away. That's a 50-50 game. You love that. As well as Mitch Duncan. So he, he's played well against the, the Swans in the past. Uh, his average is sitting about 20. The last five, he's got them. Uh, and you can really get some value for him in that as well. He's sitting at $1.61 to, to, look, to get yeah. uh, for 20 or more disposals. So I'll probably put those two together and then Geelong maybe an alternate line plus something 30 40 and a half or something just to get that insurance but uh, the two players I'd be targeting really tough though because the, the the Geelong they don't get a lot of the pill so their trend is that they don't get a lot of players accumulate the footy but with uh, Duncan in the last five weeks they've changed his role um, so they, you know, they're starting to give him more of it coming off that back line they're trying to move down the middle again of the ground yep will be very weather dependent so I'll, I'll wait for so close of the game a dollar fifteen for 15 as well if you just need something to to put into your multi to to get it up to the two bucks Mitch Duncan a dollar 15 there we go all right we get on to the Saturday afternoon time slot Western Bulldogs taking on Frio at Marvel Stadium a dollar 43 favorites are the dogs Fremantle 283 outsiders minus 15 and a half is the line over under 164 and a half yeah well Adelaide disappointing two-point loss and uh, they could have got Oops, sorry, I actually just said the, the Western Bulldogs versus Fremantle game there, Pez. So I went, uh, jumped a little bit early because they are at the same time. So oh, I've stayed yes. local in Melbourne, so apologies you, for that You know one. what? I actually saw this and was going to bring it up, but I had it noted down in the next game, which was Bulldogs-Fremantle. So I've just put it in the other order there. But only one Saturday night game and two games at the exact same time. What are your thoughts on that? Shit house. It's silly, isn't it? <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy that we've got so many available time slots and we're continually to, to pair them up. You know, why don't we just put the game uh, Friday at uh, one o'clock uh, <laughs> so that no one can watch it? Like, it's so, so stupid. And both of these games, like Adelaide versus North Melbourne, Adelaide, one of the great teams to be watching at the moment. No, they're taking on North Melbourne, but Western Bulldogs versus Fremantle. You know, they're very important very, very games important for these teams. team seasons. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, it means that we're going to have to watch it on delay pairs. 
Yeah. But let's continue talking about the dogs uh, and Fremantle, though. Do- doggies and Fremantle. Let me get back in into it here. So $1.43, uh, the Bulldogs at home should give them the, the chocolates over Fremantle. Fremantle struggled uh, a couple of weeks before they played the other traffic cones of the competition in <laughs> Essendon. Uh, so... Do you, do you put much into that? We know Fremantle's uh, midfield have been playing really well in Brayshaw and Sarong, and they've been getting the pill. Michael Walters is actually uh, part of the team instead of being the, the sub in, in other weeks because he still makes a big impact as well. And Amos up forward uh, has been kicking some goals too. So uh, I still need to have a little bit of a look at the, at the teams, but looking at players like uh, Jack McRae, possibly uh, Bailey Smith to, to get the pill on the outside for the Bulldogs, uh, and then a sarong in the, in the middle of the ground. Maybe a same-game multi around that, maybe a couple of singles, but I'll have to see later in the week. I like the I like Fremantle in this one. Uh, you know my thoughts about the dogs this year, and that they get a lot of the pill, and they're a, they're a deceiving side. They haven't been in great form as of late. They you know they had a, a, a the buy last week, which which I love as well. We know that teams off the buy this year when they're, they're not playing a team off the buy, you need to target. Um, so I love I love the line in this one, but even more so I love the 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 two eighty five that you can get at uh, Bluebet for for Fremantle just to win straight out. Uh, the Western Bulldogs coming off a bye, as I said. They've had recent success, uh, Fremantle beating the Bulldogs in the last matchup that they played at Marvel. It was in 2022. But the teams are in similar sort of situations where they were two, two, two years ago, not last year. Was that the game where Lobb was playing for Fremantle and yep. kicked like four goals from 50 metres? Yeah, yep, yep. so similar sort of situation. Uh, and the Bulldogs, sorry, the Fremantle in Melbourne... Outside of uh, SBS Stadium, it's their preferred venue. So they're six out of seven when playing away at Marvel. So they've got a decent sort of record there. It suits them the way it's been played. It's a stadium that's a similar sort of set up to SBS Stadium. Uh, I, I like uh, Fremantle in this one. Two units, uh, Blue Bets, 285. Oh, yeah, he's, you're going for it again. Now, the underdog. Chosen the underdog and, and going for it with, uh, with your reasoning there. I, I have, Pess. <laughs> Thank you for explaining exactly what, what I spoke about. Well, I've got to say something before you, you introduce the to. next game, and I'm hoping it's going to be the Adelaide game yeah, because that's what I was ready to speak <laughs> about. Before. Sorry, I throw you, I throw you a bit of uh, disrupted your system there a little bit. But let's get on to Adelaide taking on North Melbourne. A dollar ten favourites are the Crows. Seven dollars outsiders North Melbourne minus forty and a half is the line over under one seventy five and a half. Adelaide would look to uh, put their foot down in this and get some much needed percentage and take advantage of a disappointing loss last week playing against uh, Collingwood, coming in with North Melbourne, who have been improved as of late, but still not getting the W's. No, definitely not. I'm, uh, I'm having a look at this one and Adelaide, North Melbourne, in the day, like it is, if it's going to be a beautiful day over in Adelaide, I'm uh, liking it for to target Crows goals. Yeah. And who are we going to target against North Melbourne? We're going to target the smaller forward. So not the big key forward, but the last four opponents, this is what's happened yeah, for opposition against North Melbourne. Waitman kicked six goals too. Green had three goals too. Langford kicked four goals, zero. Guelphie kicked two goals in that same game. Uh, Josh Dacos kicked three goals against them. And Ginevan also had two goals, one. So where am I going to go for value? Well, you've got Isaac Rankin, who's only playing $1.50 for two goals. I don't love that. But we're looking at another player in Josh Rochelle. He likes oh, to spend a lot this. of time in the forward 50. Uh, he's had one or two shots on goal from rounds 9 to 15, so in the last, what, seven weeks or so. And if you look at the odds, he sits for two goals at $1.57 on Bet365, which we don't like. $2.02 at Sportsbet, but you go to Ladbrokes, he's $2.10 to kick two-plus goals on Ladbrokes. So I'm going to lock that in uh, today 
on, on the Tuesday. So it's an early lock-in and I hope nothing affects it later in the week. But Joshua Shelley, two plus goals, $2.10. With lads. Yeah, I love that. I love that value. I think North Melbourne, not only for small forwards, for, for any sort of forwards there, but you know, ah, right, there is a deficit there for those smaller forwards. No value in Rankine, as you said, $1.52 to kick two. The, it was $1.72 to kick yeah, three. Like, r- ridiculous. Yeah. So you, you might as well go for where the other value is. And we know that North Melbourne give away a lot. They give the third most to opposition, opposition inside 50s and the second most shots on goals. So they're just going to be pinging left and right. I'd be looking all over for, for Adelaide Crow goal scorers because they're the second for shots on goal uh, and the six for, for inside 50s and the number one from scoring shots from inside 50s so that stat there really um, you know really affirm, affirms your bet of inside 50 um, smaller players because when it's in there they're not launching from outside 50 so I'd be looking at Rankine I'd be looking at uh, a little Fogarty possibly um, because of that bigger mid to kick three for 220 because there's no value anywhere else to find value with uh, you know Tex Walker who everyone would sort of automatically go to their main goal kicker you got to go to five for him to kick five goals at three dollars thirty, there's no value in there. I liked um, Luke Pedler before I looked at his odds as well. Dollar nineteen to kick a goal because there's no there's no value in it because it's a, it's a known stat. So so you know you got Rochelle who's you know, having a lot of scoring shots. Kick three behinds on the weekend. It's a great stat there, Pez. Um, the other bit of value that I like is Ben Keys. Uh, so Ben Keys to get twenty five or more. Uh, he is a dollar fifty two. In the last five, he's got 25 or more in those. They've changed his role. Um, so I'd be looking to use that as a bit of an anchor because the market hasn't adjusted yet. Yep, expect him to still play in the midfield. Jordan Dawson, $1.80 to get 30-plus. I don't know how, how he goes with that either. Okay, me neither. <laughs> Oh, I thought you might you might I have looked not, into not it. The you top obviously, head. obviously oh, didn't mention I, it. On my notes there, I just had Jordan Sto- Jordan Dawson for, for 25 disposals, $1.16, stud. Because <laughs> 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 I just I had him as my notes, so uh, I didn't look at him up for that. Uh, but I will wait until the, the market uh, comes out a little bit more for Sportsbet and Tab oh. and those specials. So I'll listen carefully to what teams you say next. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> get on to the Saturday night game. On my uh, Sportsbet account, we've got the, the afternoon time slot. So Gold Coast taking on Collingwood, two. 40 favourites are the Gold Coast Suns. $1.57 the Collingwood Magpies. Minus nine and a half is the line. Over under, 163 and a half. Pez, what are you targeting in this game? Yeah, not much. Um, you can <laughs> you can get a bit of value uh, if you like either of these sides uh, head-to-head as well. I think Gold Coast have probably come in after Adelaide's performance against Collingwood and then Gold Coast absolutely annihilating Hawthorne uh, in quarters two, three and four. So, uh, interesting to see in those different markets. I was on the, the Gold Coast 1-39 to last week and uh, didn't quite work out and had to really hedge to try and uh, get that back, which worked out in the end, but uh, quite disappointing there. I think Collingwood, you're looking at players uh, like the Dacos brothers who are just using the using the pill really, really well. And it, it's great to, to watch them come out of the middle, go through, do that, go from there. Maynard hurt his shoulder as well, so he could possibly be out this week, uh, depending on on that. Haven't heard any other news uh, in that as well. And do we do we know when Took Miller's coming back for Gold Coast? It won't be this week. No, not this week. But uh, I think Gold Coast advantage will be in the ruck with uh, Jared Witts, an ex-Collingwood player, uh, being able to dominate uh, what Collingwood can offer up in the ruck. So we'll watch with interest. 
we will watch with interest. Uh, it's interesting to say that because in the ruck, he, he dominates perfectly. But where Gold Coast struggle is when they have um, those rucks in those forward situations, when they rest forward. So, um, you know, they give up the most goals to Ruckman, which is which is pretty incredible considering they have such an advantage with wits there. So great tap mark Ruckman, great around the ground, does not defend in that 50 that well. Mm. So um, that's where I'd be looking, if anywhere. If it wasn't Mason Cox, I'd be looking at him for probably two goals. He gets some value at 215. Done it five out of the last eight times, but it's Mason cock so he's a cockhead i'm not going to do that so um, we'll move no, on to the <laughs> hey leave the leave the poor guy alone you're saying he's he's, he's cock's head that's it then yeah that's his nickname that's his nickname isn't it yeah, yeah yeah that's what i meant all right so we're jumping on to the next game essendon taking on port adelaide is that right with your notes pez uh, saturday night time slot this will be an absolute cracker at the g which i uh, was a little bit surprised with this one 255 is uh, the outside sorry outside is Essendon a dollar fifty two Port Adelaide minus eleven and a half is the line over under one sixty five. Yeah, what what else can you say? Uh, uh, Essendon giving themselves a chance here against uh, Port Adelaide. They did they fought really hard at Adelaide Oval earlier in the in the year, but it, it seems like Essendon have tapered off a little bit, and their their performances haven't really led to. Uh, anything that's been really good. Darcy Parrish came back in and and looked looked good for a quarter or so. He got a lot of the pill, but uh, we don't know what is happening with there. I'd be looking at some of uh, Port Adelaide's key forwards, but because it's so difficult to choose when you've got Charlie Dixon in the side, you've got Todd Marshall, you've got Finlayson, mm-hmm. there's three. You choose one of them to get two-plus goals, but they're all sitting under $2 anyway. The best value is Finlayson at $1.70, and that's not enough for me to to risk that with the other two key forwards there. So I'm interested to hear what you say. Especially when you're trying to find something, like maybe you're trying to get those odds up to $2, so you're trying to find for some other value there. This is a huge danger game for Port Adelaide, Pez, because you know they're coming off a buy. You know, uh, the buy they're factor. coming off a buy. They're playing Essendon uh, at the MCG, the first time these two teams have played since 1998. So they don't play each other at the, at the G that often, but Port Adelaide don't play at the G that often either. They're one in five the last three years at the G. But So Port Adelaide generally traditionally aren't well, don't play well at the G. But you'd say that they'd be targeting this game hugely because we saw Brisbane, the, the amount of um, effort that they put into to winning at the G and the fallback from that not being able to win at the MCG in Melbourne. So uh, it's really tough. If it was any other team besides Essendon, I'd probably be leaning the, the buy stat there. There's some good sort of odds. You may sort of lean between Essendon to lead at halftime and then Port Adelaide to win the game. You get some good value there. It's sitting about $2.10. Uh, and you've got some other value with the line, the Essendon line, but it's still 11 and a half isn't big enough for me. I'd like that to be about 18 and a half, maybe four goals. So you might play with an alternate line, but this game is a danger game for Port Adelaide and it's a danger game for betting for me. I'm going to steer clear. Yeah, well, I've just had a look on Ladbrokes here live at the moment and I don't mind value because Essendon and what you said kind of backs that up with Port Adelaide struggling. Essendon might be kicking some some goals up forward and I don't mind Jakey Stringer. There, 580 for three. It's just a long shot. But for him to kick two goals, and he spends a bit of time up forward, and we know he runs through the middle, 245, because if he gets it within 60, he's having a ping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a good sort of way to look at it, looking for Essendon goal kickers because they're, they're, they're outsiders in this game, so their value is going to be up. Uh, the other thing yeah. that you probably look to target is um, there's going to be a lot of shots on goal, number one for shots on goal and uh, n- you know goals as well as third in inside 50s is Port Adelaide. And Essendon are sitting top five in both of those uh, stats as well. So you know, look for a high-scoring game in this one uh, and, and, and watch for the weather because it could be, could be an absolute onslaught of goals. 
Yeah, and if it is, Jake Stringer, he had one goal three last week when they actually absolutely got done by 32 points. So it goes both ways. If Essendon are up and about and winning, Stringer's probably going to have a couple of shots on goal. But if they lose by, you know, five goals, seven goals, he's still going to have shots. So there's there's some value in that 245. I'll think about that. Yeah, especially when I think that they're going to – Essendon probably will start off quite strong. Uh, and, you know, Port Adelaide are a team that, that, that builds. I, I think the, the the line is really under too. So, like, over, under 165 and a half. I think that's quite low for the two of these teams that are really high scoring. So Especially that goal Essendon scorers, don't defend yeah, very they, well they during, in the middle of the ground. So Maybe Port Adelaide are top five in defence, so they do defend that a little bit more. But they also allow – I, I, think, I think it's going to be a good game for the I think the it's over. an interesting betting game. In a couple of days, sit down, have a look at it, and uh, might be able to find some things to, to put out on Twitter there. All right. Speaking of a little while away, this feels like it's almost a week away, the <laughs> Sunday games. Hawthorne taking on Carlton. $3.11 favourites are the Hawks. Carlton outsiders $1.37 minus 17.5 is the line over under 164.5. Pez, Carlton coming off the bye. They're back in the winning ways, but they're playing Hawthorne, who have been a team that has played well over the last, uh, last couple of rounds. You said that they look good in person. They are building something with that mid field um they're looking good this is a huge danger game for carlton the only thing i'm, I'm really upset is that it's been played at the mcg and not eddie had this would have been a perfect game for, for, for hawthorne, hawthorne to steal at eddie had at eddie had because of that the g i think i think the money's right for for carlton and the other reason as well watching hawthorne defend on, on the weekend against gold coast with no sicily uh he is a massive hole their, their captain there so he's missing for another two weeks with that suspension so uh, I don't mind Carlton head to head. I'm probably not going to risk anything on this game, especially at the at the minute. I had a had a look at the goal kickers because maybe some you know some goal kickers for Carlton can. Uh, we've seen a trend against Hawthorne where uh, forwards can kick a lot of goals, but had a look at one one site bet three six five Charlie Kerno for two plus goals dollar twelve. Close it up. Don't even bother looking at the other ones. No, thank you. Dollar <laughs> twelve. Yeah. Dollar twelve. Is that ridiculous or what? It is ridiculous, and uh, the bookies are all over that trend, Pez. But one, one trend that they're not over is something that I've been monitoring the last couple of weeks, and I've heard it said on a couple of podcasts as well as Twitter. And this is quite common out there, but I've just been monitoring myself. I'm not just taking everyone else's advice, but the Hawks are quite a high possession team, so number two in the league, uh, and they're 25 more than the league average, despite them obviously losing a fair few games. Carlton are a team that just they just worry about them getting their own pill so all of their games they're, they've got the number one two or three top dis, uh, disposal getters so they, yep, they just get their so. own normal sort of players since round eight Warple, Nash, Newcomb and Day have all got 20 or more disposals and in, in all of those players only missed it once since round 13. So Newcomb had 19 in that game. So the, those four players, just to get 20 disposals, if you'd back that in since round eight, you'd be profitable. This week, it gets you $1.95, just putting those four in there. Look at tab for that. If you want to get a little bit more uh, little bit more value, try uh, 25 or more for, for Will Day. $1.58, he's done it three times. He's only missed it three times this year with scores of 22, 22, and 24. So, so that's where your money should be. Is that be. tab, $1.95? Uh, that was four? with Sportsbet. Yeah. So, so, so tab, you're probably a little bit lower. But if you can get those tokens, the first game of the day, it's a good little way to anchor. What I did last week is I anchored on the first game of the day with uh, Sportsbet because the odds are better. And then I used my winnings and put it over a tab and it had a little bit less, but I still had the insurance with the same game multis. Yeah. And you've got to think about if you've got four legs already that you really like, maybe choose one of those players from Carlton who's going to get 
15 or 20, make it a five-legger, and then two legs can fail for insurance for, with TAB. So something to think about as well. Yeah, something to think about and uh, something that uh, I'll definitely be looking at. Speaking of looking at, I love the value in this game, Pairs. Melbourne taking on GWS. Melbourne, $1.36 favourites. GWS, 3.17 outsiders. Minus 19.5 is the line. Over, under, 160.5. Love the value for the Ds. I think that they'll uh, bounce back after a disappointing loss last week. $1.36, that seems something to anchor your uh, multis for the round. You know, Melbourne seem to be in these situations all the time all the where time. they're in a bounce-back spot and, uh, and they have to win. Uh, the only thing that I'm nervous about, it's, it's during the day uh, in Darwin. Yeah. So... Um, Hot. We we don't know how it's going to go. We know Gold Coast won a couple of games up there uh, at night a couple of rounds ago, but I just think that it, Melbourne is a must-win game mm-hmm. because they need to solidify that top four spot. We know the Giants have been competitive in, in a lot of games as well, but instead of the one to thirty-nine, where I'll try and get some value for Melbourne, I've done the alternate handicap with lads. I haven't locked it in yet because I don't have a boost. On, on the account at the moment, so I might have to use a different one. I'm not sure. Uh, and return of the we'll, alternate account. We'll see if there's uh, we'll see if there's another um, the, the three legs, so you can get your, your special back. So Melbourne alternate handicap minus nine and a half, GWS plus 50 th- 53 and a half. So Melbourne have to win between ten and fifty three points. Yep. So instead of one to thirty nine, I've kind of move that forward a little bit, if that makes sense. And then I just put Melbourne in there to win in case they win by more or win by less than nine points there, and then you could get a bonus bet back for that. So that's $1.88 at the moment, but I want to boost that up. And we know at Lads, they don't need to be $2 to get the uh, the special insurance back. Which is very helpful when you're trying to find some of these value in these games and trying to get some guaranteeds. Uh, this one is tough. I mean, the TO Stadium aspect really, really throws you off because... You know, if it's an afternoon game, it's really, really dewy, and even even at the, the middle time slot, it's, it, it's quite quite <laughs> dewy. Uh, neither of these teams are great in that. If it was the cold, uh, the, the GWS Giants don't mind that. Uh, but a dollar thirty six for the factors that Melbourne have to actually win this game. They need to keep pushing towards that top four spot. No, Clayton Oliver, he won't be back again. No, he won't be for what's that four four straight or five straight? It's a fair few that they're missing him. But uh, I'd be looking for for disposals in this game, if anything. But TO Stadium, I'm just going to steer clear for now, um, but I'd be using that if you're doing other multis around because $1.36, if they're playing in Melbourne, that's $1.12, $1.13. Even if that's played at uh, GWS, you would probably get about $1.20. So $1.36 is, is all because of the TO Stadium, which which seems you know seems silly. Like, oh, $1.36 is great value, but it is in the circumstance of these two teams matching up. Yeah, uh, well, Melbourne's a must win. If they, if they drop this game, they could be in danger of, uh, you know, not making the top four. They have to have a really good finish to the season if they drop this one. And you talked about danger, Pez, and you, you said to me this was a potential danger game. West Coast taking on at 10.50 uh, as the outsiders. five is is the favourites at uh, St Kilda. Minus 51.5 is the the uh, line, and there's no total game points for over-under, which is something that I've noticed with uh, West Coast and uh, West Coast games. Is that they're putting the over-under out quite late in the week uh, because they're obviously looking for weather, but they're also looking about the the reaction from the media, but my spreadsheet has West Coast outsiders at forty one dollars. So uh, there's there's no there's no chance in this game. Jeez, all right, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> which, which obviously my metrics aren't always great, but like forty one dollars generally clear indicates you, they're not going to win. If you're Barrick for St Kilda, you you understand that this can be a danger game against the Eagles here. But we we look at the line against the Eagles. It's been around this line between fifty and sixty points in the last month, and 
looking at looking at it at fifty one and a half, I think people have already jumped on the Eagles and there's more money coming for the Eagles at the plus line solely based on how Ross Lyon coaches and, and what he does in that defense. But what they were doing before they had their poor stint St. Kilda is they were actually running the ball forward and hitting targets through the middle of the ground and then having a lot of shots on goal and scoring 80 plus points themselves. So I think if they can use this game as a, as a confidence builder, you'd have a look at some of the goal kickers. There's not going to be much value in that. Uh, the the play, place I would go to is the line if you're confident, but I can't trust St Kilda. I, I think that they could uh, definitely be be the team to not beat West Coast by what ten goals or something. They'll they'll be that. Uh, so maybe St Kilda one to thirty nine or something. If you think they're definitely going to win, you could grab some value there. But uh, it's just safer for me just to stay away from this one and uh, hopefully enjoy it on the couch on on Sunday, Arvo. Yeah, I mean, West Coast have lost their last three of a 60-plus margin, so the 50.5 looks very enticing. I actually, I you know, a lot of people are jumping on the, the plus 51.5. I tend to disagree. I think St Kilda are going to use this as an opportunity to sort of practice a little bit of that more offensive attack, and, you know, there's been lots of, a lot of media talking about Ross Lyon and how this is just what Ross Lyon teams do. They just, you know, the first half of the season, they surprise people, they contain, and then people find a way to beat them. I think that they'll use this as a bit of a, an anchoring point for to get some offense going and try to you know uh, throw teams off moving forward I, I like the 51 and a half uh, I'm not touching it yet but it, when, when the teams are released and the weather is there I definitely will look at the 51 and a half and I probably will look at anchoring 51 and a half and doing what I did the other week so 61 and a half 71 and a half 81 and a half and just hope two or three of those hits because you think West Coast are going to do anything different they're going to come out and what, what can they provide, sorry, pro- sorry Piers what can they do differently? what can they do they can run and they can try and tackle so <laughs> put some even, pressure on. even when they did that the last week before they were still getting beaten by by 100 points. So even when they are running pairs, their, their VFL side over the last two weeks, I think the total when they you put the VFL and their AFL scores together, they've lost of like a combined margin of like 500 points. The two teams, they've got no talent coming through. So there's no effort. There's it's no nothing. Footy, country footy stuff. Oh, it's horrible, it? pairs. It, 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 like there is. I mean, look at look for King to fill up in this one. Him, him to get ten, him to get 10 goals would be great value. Minus 51 and a half. I think the line's great. Look in junior sport, people listening would have been involved uh, on both ends yeah where you absolutely flog a side because they're not meant to be in that division or you absolutely get flogged and it's not fun on either side so i can't imagine west coast uh enjoying their 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 working life at the moment no no no, definitely not and and the bookies are all over this because look for the live line early and that way because they because the line will bounce up straight away to like plus plus 100 straight away if st kilda pile it on and that way you can sort of you know get a little bit of insurance and i'll definitely look to 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 middle that one not middle sorry uh, hedge yeah hedge that one so we'll see how we go we got anything uh cheeky Cheeky, I'll, I'll be jumping all over the St Kilda at the at the plus. That, that'll end up cheeky by the time I get through with it. So minus, it'll be $5 something yeah, up I'll, there. I'll probably be looking that, uh, down that way. All right, well, if you're looking at that, I'll look at um, Caminiti maybe. They'd be the key forward, the young key forward, kick four plus. Cheeky. $16, we'll, we'll see what we do with that. $16? Yeah. That's good value. Not bad. I just had a... That a, is really good value. He, he gets a fair few shots on goal as well. Just had another look at the... You'd think if where the lines... Where are you looking? Oh, Ladbrokes. Oh, I was going to say. You think if the lines are a little bit like that, Dan Butler for two is $1.57. Mitch Owens, $1.67. Caminiti for two is $2.33. So, Jade Gresham is pretty, uh, pretty. you know, only looks at the goals when he's within 60. So, $2.70 for him as well. But he, he can't kick at 40 metres. So, you just got to be got to be aware. 
You have got to be aware, Pez. Speaking of being aware, if you have uh, enjoyed the show and you're aware of all the, the stats that were there and you want to see what bets we actually put down, because we're not a podcast that just talks about there, we actually put the money down and we track all our winnings, we track our losses. Um, not that there's many of those, Pez. Uh, but jump onto our Twitter, at Behind the Boundary, uh, at Behind the Bound, sorry, that you can find and follow along. Give us a follow. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, all social media platforms. Yep, on um, on our Twitter homepage up the, up the top in the link is a Google spreadsheet. So that goes through every single round and it documents every single one of our bets win or lose uh and that and that's there for our season profit as we spoke about earlier in the show so uh hopefully you've enjoyed that it's a it's a tuesday so uh, a lot of fans will get the opportunity to listen i know we get a lot of dms when we you know record on the thursday yeah we put it out on the thursday like, where are you and they can't they can't listen to it before the Thursday game. They have to listen to it on the Friday morning. But uh, it's just the way. It's probably better if we do that anyway because we get more information. So we've talked a little bit vaguely about some games, but we have uh, given you guys some value if you want to uh, jump on anything and put your own thoughts down and, and put your bets. And best of luck if you do that. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time. Now you're gone.